Welcome to La Hueseta Podcast. I'm La Hueseta, and we're going to be having real conversations with health professionals from around the world that will move you to the bones. Are you ready? Hi, everyone. Hi, Podcast Drive. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be sort of a unique episode. Originally, I was going to broadcast the episodes of each of my interviewees only in their perspective languages, though I luckily know quite a few bilingual healthcare workers. I also didn't really want this to be a limit for the people that I interview, the therapies they offer, and well, for you, my sweet listeners. So some of the interviews in this season are bilingual, fortunately, but for those that are not, I've decided, well, today, that I wanted to do these parallel summary episodes. So with the help of my producer and ever-patient husband, I bring you La Huesera podcast, footbone notes. <laughs> in these short episodes, I will speak about each of the therapies being discussed in the other language or culture and do my best to transmit the highlights of that episode. I realized that this would be much more in line with the mission of this podcast, to use my bilingual skills to continue to bridge some cultural gaps. I hope you enjoy. And remember, health awareness is something that is applicable to everybody, regardless of one's culture, language, race, gender, sexual preference, etc. Health should be inclusive and informative, especially when we are speaking about different types of therapies and disciplines out there in the entire world. As long as you have a body, you are part of this bigger body, the collective whole. And we're all just in this together, healing. So without further ado, I bring you Footbone Notes. In this week's episode, on my parallel channel, La Huesera Podcast Español, I introduce my colleague and classmate, Tatiana Quintanilla Trigo, from La Paz, Bolivia. The two of us met here in Buenos Aires in our first year of osteopathy school and have been growing in our friendship, studies, and connection with patients and each other, well, ever since. Originally a PT, physical therapist, for those who don't know, she was inspired, like most healthcare workers I know, to get into the field after a personal healthcare situation. Though she came from a family of doctors, Tati wasn't called into the health field directly herself until both her grandfather and father had struggled with health crises that left them immobile. PT was what got them walking again. Therefore, Tati began to step into that direction. She became a PT where she treated patients learning how to walk again, sort of paying it forward, or stepping it forward, should we say. Like all other healthcare workers I know, Tati and I both have an unquenchable thirst for knowledge and are extremely curious and nerdy and love alternative health therapies. Maybe this is what led both of us to Argentina, where we met and began our studies in osteopathy. Okay. So what is osteopathy exactly? In this interview, Tati describes it as an art form based on the idea that everybody, everybody has the ability to heal within themselves. We simply accompany them on that process. Okay, let's get a little deeper here. Osteopathy was founded in the United States. Shocking, right? I had to move literally halfway across the world to discover that it came from my hometown. Well, not my actual hometown, but close by in the state of Missouri. It was founded by Andrew Taylor Still, and from there grew into branches of the same medicine that has evolved over time. 
Today in the U.S., people can get licensed as a DO, doctor of osteopathy, but it's not really the same thing. Though they do learn some of the mechanical techniques we learn here for muscular skeleton adjustment, they then go on to do residencies and become the, equiv the equivalent of an MD, doctor, working with patients, taking blood pressure, prescribing meds. You know, they're really interchangeable with, med with traditional medics. It's not their fault, though. It really has to do with big pharma, but we don't have to get into that. If there are any DOs in the U.S. listening who do practice in the way that some of its founders taught, like still Sutherland Freeman, please reach out to me. I've met a lot of DOs in the States and have yet to find you, and I'd love to interview you. But I digress. The definition of osteopathy alone is an art form because therapists or really all of the therapists that I've ever met that practice this particular medicine have a different way of defining it. There's not one definition that describes what osteopathy is. It's really like, what is osteopathy for me today? Because my definition evolves also over time as I evolve as a practitioner. So for me today, I would say it is a manual therapy and treatment based on scientific and anatomical principles that is creatively applied to each individual patient as they reawaken and connect to their body's natural ability and need to heal itself and regulate itself, you know, like homeostasis. Well, it's wonderful. Okay, so as I do in all of my episodes, I really like to ask people for tips and recommendations that can help us get through this health crisis in the pandemic of 2020, but also just in general, because I hope that this podcast expands past the pandemic. Um, so I asked Tati, who is, I mean, I wish you guys could meet her. She's a light of a human being. She's the kind of person that when she walks in the room smiling, it is, it is completely contagious. And it also helps that she looks exactly like Moana. Um, <laughs> again, I digress. So when I asked her what would be some of her tips to apply to people, um, just in general as some like at home treatments, again, what we are suggesting in these episodes is never a treatment that works for everybody. They're just general tips that we give based on our own experience healing and as healthcare workers. Um, so basically what Tati came back to me with is that she believes that the best medicine today that we can use is smiling. Yes. Literally smiling. Okay. You're like, is this some sort of musical theater moment? No. Smiling really is the best medicine. Let's get into this a little bit deeper. Okay. So we're all, or a lot of us who are wearing masks, have our faces covered up and I don't know if anyone else has noticed here in Buenos Aires, at least there's sort of this energy where people kind of dodge you. Um, gone are the days of saying hi to people on the street and, you know, have a good day and all of this. Um, so really taking a moment, even if you're just stopping to buy bread or you're just simply walking down the street, walking your dog, whatever it is, to just lift your eyes and any other Tyra Banks fans out there, smile through your eyes. A smile can be transmitted from your whole body, not just through your mouth. And that energy will get to the next person. I guarantee it. Some people might look at you like you're crazy at first, but you just got to keep doing it. 
Um, if this doesn't work or you're somebody who is quarantining at home and you don't feel comfortable leaving your house, Tati suggests an exercise that I actually practiced a long time ago during a shamanic um, healing therapy, which basically requires you to stand in front of a mirror or sit and look at yourself in the mirror and just smile. You might feel sort of awkward at first. Maybe you're going to try to look away from yourself. Maybe you're going to kind of make a serious face. Whatever it is that happens in this moment is important. Even if you have to force the smile just a little bit at first, I guarantee it'll come naturally after a moment. And it really does lift up your spirit. This is the kind of thing that like dogs do when they recognize themselves in the window or babies when they see themselves in the mirror and they point. It's this self-recognition. It's this moment of happiness and interaction that we're really missing today that you can recover in this simple exercise. Okay, then I went on to describe in the interview this ridiculous but really fun exercise that we did in my acting conservatory when I lived back in Chicago. You can use this if you are quarantining at home with a few people or just with one person. Basically, the idea is one person lays on the floor and the other person puts their head on that person's stomach. And what you're doing with the person who's laying down first is doing is they're going to start to laugh, even if it's a little forced at first. And then slowly, you're going to notice that it, it, it creates this sort of domino effect where the person whose head is bouncing up and down starts laughing as well, but it's a natural laugh. And then you sort of uh, just like give each other and, and that used to just sort of give each other more of this laughter. It becomes contagious, the good kind of contagious in 2020. So this is a great exercise. I highly recommend it. So we have a tip for those who are leaving home, those who are staying home and those who are staying home with somebody. We got you covered. Also, um, I know a lot of people have been having difficulties with sleep disorders during the pandemic. It's mostly because we've been at home or maybe we have too much screen time and the blue light is affecting our sleep cycles or whatever it may be. And one really simple tip that I think is great for insomnia is, again, it has to do with this idea of smiling. So if you do wake up in the middle of the night or you find that you can't sleep, get out of your bed. Like that's the first rule. Just get out of your bed. Stop trying to fall asleep. It will only frustrate you. Go into the kitchen, get something tasty that makes you feel good if you want. Otherwise, just go directly to your couch or a comfortable seating area and put on a show that makes you laugh. I'm talking about like belly laughing. Um, for me, that's friends or modern family, or maybe a show on Cartoon Network, whatever it is for you, truly just taking that moment to laugh releases a lot of great hormones that are going to help you fall back asleep. And if you're not going to be able to fall back asleep, at least you had a great time <laughs> while you were awake. Okay. So this brings us to our final point, which is that Tati says it's really important before you go to bed. And when you wake up in the morning to look at something that brings you joy, maybe it's your pet or your partner or a funny thing that you see on your phone, a video of your niece, whatever it is, watch that or read that or see that thing before you, right before you go to bed and first thing in the morning. 
it's really important to stay informed and read the news and, and understand what's going on in the world. And I get that. But doing that right before you're going to fall asleep, it kind of messes with your whole system. So instead of that, replace it for something that brings you joy. I'm not saying you have to give up your phone, although I do recommend that. But if you can just be in contact with something that brings you joy, like Marie Kondo style, do it. I promise it'll make a difference. And Tati does as well. Then I asked Tati my signature question, what moves you to the bones? And her answer was moving her bones. <laughs> a very literal uh, uh, answer from a osteopathic colleague, as you can imagine. We both love bones and we love moving them. So her example of this was through dancing. Her and I also take a dance class together. We've been doing it virtually over the last few months. And basically, both of us think that if you can just find one song, it can be the cheesiest 90s song or something from hip hop or whatever is your exact style. Like I'm talking, what is your jam? Find your jam, make a playlist of jams. And then whenever you're like feeling low, or you feel like that smile is way too forced, you need to get up and move. If you can, of course. Obviously, there's exceptions for people with limited mobility, but you can even dance by closing your eyes and visualizing yourself dancing. This is an exercise that I actually practiced not only in the pandemic, but also when I first moved to Buenos Aires. When I had first moved here, I was living in a house with um, some other girls and an Argentine family, and it was... I thought it was going to be this like romantic first summer here, winter in the States, first summer in Argentina. And actually it turned out to be extremely hot and we didn't have any electricity. So we also didn't have any air conditioning and it was just sort of, um, it was a challenging moment. I was missing my family. It was Christmas, you know, I don't know. I, I might be privileged, but I grew up with Christmas lights and I was just homesick. So Anna Rose, my beautiful friend, hello dear. And I devised a plan, which was that every day we would put on one song that we liked and dance it out. And so we were like sweaty and hot and crabby. And then we would put on a song and we wouldn't be able to protest and we would just dance and we would dance it all out. And then we'd be able to continue on with our day, uh, take it or leave it. But it's something that really worked for me. Here in Argentina, we were in, a, we were in quarantine for like nine months. And using this exercise throughout the quarantine was also something that was super, super helpful for me. Um, so in conclusion, smiling is the best medicine. I really think it is, for now, one of the only vaccines we have and one of the only things that we can really um, pass from person to person positively. We can shift what's going on with ourselves internally and externally, because whatever happens inside of us is also being reflected in our community. So smile from beneath your mask, smile into your mirror, move those hips until you smile, belly laugh with whether it's by watching a TV show or having somebody lay on your stomach, laugh, laugh. In osteopathy, we always say that if you, and this is the final thing I'll say, we always say that when you have your bum clenched, it's hard to smile. You can try it right now if you don't believe me. Try to clench your bum. 
your bum hole and then try to smile. The reason for this is that in osteopathy, we believe that everything is connected um, in the body. And well, as you can imagine, the mouth is where food comes in and the bum hole is where things go out. So they are, they do have a connection. And a lot of people have been experiencing a lot of pain in their bums because we're sitting a lot. Um, so really the smiling that you do on your mouth can transmit to the rest of your body. And again, to your community. Thank you. You can find Tatiana on Instagram at Tati, T-A-T-Y-Q-T. She is going to do her best to communicate in English, but I'm also available to help out at La Weseda if you need me. And if you're curious about osteopathy and you just want to nerd out with me also, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks, everyone. That's all for now. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for listening today. What moves me to the bones is having these conversations and knowing that you're listening on the other end. Remember, what we speak about in these episodes are just recommendations and tips. If you have a real health problem, please consult with your medical doctor. This podcast is 100% original, with music and production by Christian Fresno. See you next time. And you? What moves you to the bones?